0: A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. On the first day of the week, Mary of Magdala came to the tomb early in the morning while it was still dark and saw the stone removed from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and to the other disciple whom Jesus loved and told them, they have taken the Lord from the tomb, and we don't know where they put him. So Peter and the other disciple went out and came to the tomb. They both ran, but the other disciple ran faster than Peter and arrived at the tomb first. He bent down and saw the burial cloth there, but did not go in. When Simon Peter arrived after him, he went into the tomb and saw the burial cloth there and the cloth that had covered his head, not with the burial cloths, but rolled up in a separate place. Then the other disciple also went in, the one who had arrived at the tomb first, and he saw and believed, for they did not understand yet the scripture that he had to rise from the dead. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. St. Peter mentioned something that directly involves us in our first reading. He talked about those witnesses chosen in advance to the resurrection of Jesus. And to help us unpack that, I am going to need some help. And I'm wondering if I could ask this young lady right here if she could help me. Okay, I'd like that. Come with me. Wording in front of all these people. Don't worry though, they only look scary. <laughs> and I need the help of a young man. Can I count on you? Yeah. Come with me. And you're volunteering too? All right. Good. Yes. All, right. all right. We have our team. <laughs> okay. So I have a question for you. Yeah. Do you know how to run? Are you good at running? Can you run fast? All right. Also. You too? Yeah, me, I, I run in track. Excellent. Well, you'll get a chance in a minute. But first, first, my young lady here, because in our gospel, well, let's do it this way. One of the things that happened on the first Easter Sunday morning was that as Jesus rose from the dead, he didn't just look up to heaven, he looked out across history. And he looked across history and he saw today. And when he saw today he saw you and he smiled. you know why? Because he saw a sunny day and a blue sky and this place where you came to Mass with your family and he saw you sitting back there, just like I did, when you arrived. And he saw that there'd be a crazy priest here who would call you out of the bench, and you would come. Because Jesus saw that you were going to show everybody something, and it was going to involve running. Are you ready for that? Yeah. All right. Because when Mary Magdalene, ladies and gentlemen, Mary Magdalene, got to the tomb, and she saw stone rolled away, that Jesus wasn't there, that it was empty. She knew she had to do something, and she ran. You run straight back there. Don't run into that guy, but run straight back as fast as you can. (laughs) Now run back. (laughs) You really are fast. I thought you were going to run me over. She ran because she had to tell the news. And when they heard. Okay, one after the other. She found two friends, Peter and John. And when they heard the news, they ran too. So go ahead. Don't run each other over. (laughs) And come back. You must be St. John because (laughs) scripture said he got there first. Of course, John wrote that gospel, too. (laughs) They arrived at different speeds, but they both got there. And when the Lord looked out across history and saw you guys running here today, he also saw something else. He saw that you would get a gift. Thank you, Father. You're very welcome. Don't (laughs) eat these now, okay? Go back to your parents. There is a point to this. Easter sets lives in motion. It is fundamental to what we do. The simple fact of the matter is a lot of lives are set in motion today. Look at all you guys. You got up, you moved, we came here in great numbers. Today, not some other day But today. And we find ourselves here together, some of us arriving earlier than others, some of us rushing because we were worried about being late, but we are here because there's a greatness about this day that requires us to be here and to be together. The simple fact of the matter is, just like with my young friends, When the Lord rose from the dead, he looked out and he saw this day in this place and he saw you here having moved to be here. Consider that for a moment. He saw you here today. And that swelled his heart with joy because you're the reason he rose from the dead not somebody else, you. Note how remarkable that is. The joy of Easter is first the joy of Jesus Christ, and then it's ours. Ours is the joy of being saved by him. His is that greater joy of saving us. This is why he endured the cross. This is why he was laid in the tomb for this day. And that's why we sing in the psalm that this day and not some other day is the day that the Lord has made. Not the day the world made. Not the day that I made. The day that the Lord made. Because when the Lord makes the day, it begins with light. When the Lord makes the day, darkness passes. When the Lord makes the day, he fills it with life and freedom. We make the other kind of day. The day filled with hardship. The day filled with disappointment. The day filled with sorrow and fear and pain and futility. We make that day. But this is his day. This is the day that he made. And that is why we rejoice, and that is why we are glad, because we are here not on our day, but on his day, standing in the light not only of his Son, but in the light of that greater Son of his mercy and his goodness that shines more mightily upon us than the physical sun in the sky ever could. This is why Mary Magdalene ran. This is why the disciples ran, because this is that day, a new day, a new beginning, a beginning in the Lord, a beginning made by the Lord. And that swiftness of movement that we see in our Gospel reading today is a reminder of the swiftness of movement that the Lord wants to place in our hearts and in our spirits. He rises that we might have life, not simply later, but now. He rises that we might know freedom, real freedom, not some other time, but now. Freedom from woundedness, freedom from sin, freedom from guilt, freedom from fear, freedom from disappointment, freedom from all of those things that separate us from one another, and stop our lives short of really living. Note how marvelous that is. They came and they found the stone was rolled away because they couldn't roll it away themselves. They came and they found that terrible place where they last saw the Lord, empty of all terror. There was no death in the tomb. There was no loss in the tomb. There was no pain in the tomb. The world had never seen something like that. So imagine for a moment, imagine for a moment that original Easter day, 2,000 years ago. And these first couple disciples, they arrive, they're puzzled, but they know they need to be there. They come and they see this empty tomb that they don't fully understand. They bend down, they peer in, and it's dark in there. And then they walk inside. And they see all of the things of death neatly, peacefully set aside. As if they don't matter anymore. As if they have no power and no strength anymore. But that's all they see at the moment until something wonderful happens. And imagine this for a moment. Imagine walking into that dark tomb, letting your eyes adjust to the darkness, seeing that everything is not how it should be and yet is strangely peaceful. And then they do something simple. They turn around and they look outside. And those eyes that were adjusted to the darkness now suddenly have to blink because the sun is too bright and light floods in and fills their vision and they no longer see the darkness of the tomb but they see the bright light of dawn breaking out in the sky above them in the world in front of them and suddenly the entire world looks different than they've ever seen it before That's what this day is. It was very much a new day for them. No morning ever looked like this. No daybreak ever felt like this. Nothing would ever look the same to them. And when they left that tomb, there was a swiftness in their walking there never was before. When they left that tomb, there was a quickness in the beating of their hearts that wasn't there before. When they left, there was the beginning of a joy greater than any they had ever known before. It wasn't full yet, because they didn't fully understand. Oh, but it was there, and they couldn't miss it. That's why we're here. And as wonderful as that experience was, however, it wasn't complete. Because it's one thing to know he's not there. It's one thing to know he's won the victory. And it's another thing to meet Him. We get that today. We don't just come here to hear about the victory of Jesus. We don't come here just to talk about an empty tomb. We don't come here for some theoretical statement about the Lord making a new day. We come here for him who's going to be here with us today. We who hear about the tomb, we who hear about the victory, also have that wonderful moment that comes later for the apostles of seeing the Lord, touching the Lord, meeting the Lord. Because Easter is not about news It's not about information, it's about a person. It's about Jesus Christ who did in fact rise from the dead for you and for me. It's in fact that he is here because he's never left us. And he's here today for you. And that was the other thing he saw when he rose from the dead that Easter morning 2,000 years ago. He looked out across history, and he saw you sitting here at this shrine today. And he said, I choose you beforehand, 2,000 years beforehand, to eat and drink with me after I rise from the dead. Note what St. Peter said. We're the witnesses chosen, the ones who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. The world doesn't see him, but we did. And we bear that news, St. Peter says, and that's what's true here as well. So my young friend who runs so swiftly, when Mass is over, I'm going to say something really important. I'm going to say go. And that's not because I don't want you here or your buddy, or young Mary Magdalene in the back, but I am going to say go. And what that word means is move with real swiftness in your life, not necessarily with your feet or your body. but Move with a swiftness about you to take the goodness you meet and receive here out into that world. The beautiful, wondrous thing about this mystery, the entire world saw Jesus die. Only a handful of people met him after he rose because what he wanted, what he wanted was those whom he chose to go and tell others, to bear that goodness into the world. What a marvelous gift that indeed is. So we are those chosen ahead of time here today to eat and drink with him after he has risen from the dead so that we too go forth And note, it's not about what we say. It's about the freedom and the joyfulness and the goodness of our living that the world comes to know the Lord. Would that the many of us today live with that freedom, that joy, and that goodness that makes His presence clear. Amen.